Good morning and welcome to the UN Group Podcast. Today we're really pleased to have two exciting music artists, uh, Conqueror and Shaggy. Uh, welcome to your interview. Lova lova, yeah, one time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, excited about your new single, Banana. Yeah.、Uh, tell us a little bit about、uh, how you、uh, came up with the idea, how you guys got together on it. Okay, well, I was、um, in Colombia、um, for a while trying to learn some Spanish, and I was on my hammock and looked over at my dining table and saw a bunch of bananas and played my guitar and. That was it. I played it for、um, Cherry Tree Music, and then Shaggy heard it, and、um, there was word of him potentially being on it, and here we are. Yeah, man. I liked it because it was a little risky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had a, had some innuendos to it that that really attracted me. It's right up my alley. You know, I mean, it wasn't me that type of thing. It it just kind of works.、Uh, no, I thought it was a great song, and、uh, and you know, we just kind of got it and just kind of tweaked some of the production here and there, and. I jumped on it, and、uh, you know the rest is history. We're, we're out here, you know,、um, putting smiles on people's faces and, and telling them、uh, to make sure they、um, eat,、uh, get bananas. <laughs> well, it's definitely a fun song. I mean,、uh, I was watching the video.、Um, this is also a very fun,、uh, fun ride. Talk about、uh, what you want to do in the video, and, and explain a little bit to people that haven't seen it. Yeah, man. Well, the video. I was on tour in Australia. And they、um, booked me in Sydney to shoot my part in the green screen. Shaggy did his part in New York, right?、Yeah. And then the office scene was done in LA. So all that molded together, and we have the music video. Just wanted something fun and exciting for people to to enjoy, you know. And I think we definitely accomplished that. Yeah. yeah so it's it's also a little bit of like an update on the Harry Belafonte. Yeah, man. Of course, that's inspiration behind it. Yeah. Well, how did where did the idea come from? Um, I remember watching it on、um, Beetlejuice. And I was just like, I think this is a really catchy song, so I said, can't go wrong with it. And I mean, since I've been performing it with Shaggy, everybody's just repeating it everywhere we go, so it's catchy for sure. Yeah. yeah. The fun thing about it is that I actually did that song in 1992. It was on my album Pure Pleasure. I actually did、uh, um, Deo, yeah, my version of Deo, and it 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 was you know a, what we normally at that time I used to close the show with. It was a big. Hit because it's so easy, very catchy.、Um, so, but when it, it, you know, this version, mine was, you know, a, a real fun kind of one. But this one is got that little edge to it that I really, <laughs> very love. And then the video is very comical too. So it's 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 just a real play on, you know,、uh, just the song and just being fun. And it's about smiles at the end、yeah. of the day. Yeah. Uh, so for both of you,、um, what is it that you look for in a song? I mean,、uh, Cocker, you're known for doing a lot of covers.、Yeah. Uh, you're known for doing a lot of like. Fun I, 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 I do kind of covers, you know, flipped. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hybrid covers. Inversions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what what is what is it that you look what what is it you're looking for in source material or it's something maybe something new you hear. That makes it ah,、oh, that's a hit. I always think that the key to a hit record is to to do something that is relatable. You know, what I mean, as long as it's relatable to people and just general people in life, you, you got a shot. You know what I'm saying? And and the thing about it is, relationships are the greatest things to write about because everybody deals with it. You know, whether you're young, old, black, white, straight, gay, whatever it is, relationships. 
you know, if I start talking about politics, you might it might fly over your head because I, dude, I'm not into politics or whatever. Or you talk about religion, eh, that's not my religion, whatever it is. But relationships, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's like it wasn't me, you know what I mean? It's either you're banging, you know, somebody banging, you wish you're banging. It works. It, it's relatable at some point, you know what I mean? When you talk about just the innuendos on this, it it, it is funny, but it is very relatable. <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying. So I think that's the key in always subject matters and getting a record going. And then it's wordplay after that. Great melody. You know, make sure they're they're, they're great, catchy melody that's complementary to the the, uh, instrumentation. And, um, you know, those are the formulas that I've used. And I always get to the point right away. It's like when I wrote the song, Strength of Woman's, I wrote the whole song and it took me two weeks to get the first two lines. Because of the fact that it took 16 bars to get to this big chorus. You put a smile upon it, which is big. But then it took too long. And I, it took me another two weeks to come up with, so amazing how this world was made. I wonder if God is a woman. Boom. That was it. You know what I'm saying? I got your attention. And I mean, I always said, because back in the days when they used to do, do records, they used to research records by calling uh Callouts where they go call people's homes and they play like six, seven records every evening and they only play the front part and maybe skip to the hook. That was it. So if you're if, when they're playing six, seven records, if you're not catching them in the first two line, nope, don't like that. Keep it moving, keep it moving. I so I always write like that where it jumps straight at, at you out the box. I don't know about you. No, <laughs> well, what do you look for in a cover? Like, um, how did well, you how did you know that Hello was going to be? Well, well, I mean, I just go to the Billboard top ten. That's, that's <laughs> my go-to. I mean, recently it's just been mostly rap songs. Yeah. So I'm just like, when is Ed Sheeran or Adele coming up with a new album? I need some more, some more content. But as far as the banana cover, I mean, the banana song, um, I try to include as many people as I can. So in the first verse, we speak about Colombia and the Latin American culture. Then in Shaggy's verse, Spain, Sweden, Ghana, and Japan, and then talk about girls from France. So we kind of include everybody, making everybody feel like a part of it. And then pushing from there. So that's my little addition to it. Well, funny enough, I never really paid attention to, you know, the countries. I just, girls was. I know. <laughs> you just got, you got me from girls. It's okay. I, I didn't, got, I didn't. As long as you got caught, then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Shaggy, you got a new soul album coming out. Uh, uh, well, it's out. Yeah. Yeah. It's called, yeah. it's called Wagwan. So tell us a little bit about um, what your favorite tracks well, are on the album. It's Wagwan album. It's 16 tracks of orgasmic pleasure. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it is, a, it is a, a more personal record compared to what I normally do because, you know, when you did like songs like uh, It Wasn't Me and Mr. Boombastic and all of these songs, you grow up, you know, and then after a while, you, you know, you, you're not really living that kind of life anymore. So real things get into it, you know, the songs like Wrong Room that really talks about if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, is you sitting down and just learning, you know, and who you surround yourself with and and uh, how people could basically break you down because they're underachieving. You know, these are things that happen in life. This is life, life lessons, you know, that, you know, things like praise, you know, where you get up every day, you really give thanks. You know, you got to sit down and, and, and be thankful because so much time we look at other people's uh, we, we, we complain about our own problems and not realize that what we really have, you know what I mean? And, and people are so much less fortunate than us. But then we just bitch about things. Oh, my God, my coffee. 
was cold this morning. Some people don't have coffee or, 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 or tea or running water. You know what I mean? It's just things like that. So you start going through a record that really deals with more personal stuff and really, and, but again, relatable to everybody in life that they can listen to it and say, wow, you really tell it my story right there. And which is why I like this, this record so much. And I, I just came off a tour with me and UB40 and, you know, it was good to be out there and singing these songs and getting it into people's heads. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of my more personal work out of, out of everything that I've done. And, and, and I'm, I'm enjoying this change, you know, this new kind of shaggy, you know what I mean? You know, I'm still tongue in cheek though, but, um, <laughs> this new kind of shaggy, you know, it, yeah. it's a little bit of a depth. I also want to hear about uh, Little Mermaid. Uh, oh, yeah, Sebastian. Yeah, tell us all about Sebastian. How's that going? Well, what can I say? <laughs> Ariel. <laughs> um, it's fun. It was. It, I, I was honored that they would uh, um, invite me to do this, and um, I honestly felt like this is a role that was tailor made for me. Yeah. To be honest with you, I think Sebastian is me. And in, funny enough, years ago, I actually, it's, it's funny how, how the universe works. In 1996 or 97, I think, I did uh, Little Mermaid. I, I, I did, no, uh, Under the Sea. I recorded Under the Sea for Disney in Europe. And I think uh, there was another guy that um, uh, Peter Andre did Kiss the Girl. And both of us was on that, that album. It's just so funny that it comes full circle now that I'm actually singing it. So the other day when I was actually recording it and going, I was like, wow, it just, it became so surreal to me. It was like, wow, look at, look at, look at this. You know what I mean? And then I knew now what to, I knew what to do with it and how to actually sing it and get it going. So it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. And I'm excited. And it's kind of part, it's live action, but part animation, you know, and that's never been done before. Uh, so it's a bit nerve wracking at the same time. And, and it's, it's a, but exciting all all together, you know what I mean? And I, I'm just, I can't wait to do it. I'm just ready for it, you know what I mean? I also want to hear a little bit about your collaboration with Sting. I caught uh, a lot of people, thought that was such an amazing collaboration. Where, where yeah. did that idea come from and what was it like to work with Sting? You know what? Um, I've known Sting for years. I mean, I've, I've met him a couple of times before. But uh, we, we have um, our manager, Martin Kirzenbaum, yeah. who uh, at that time... Back then was was his A and R and was my A and R at Interscope, and Martin ended up managing Sting and just thought that we would really get along together because he knows both of us very well for years. And uh, I had a song called "Don't Make Me Wait," and Martin heard it and said, "Hey, I think we should play this for Sting." He played it for Sting, and Sting just came right over to the studio right away and said, "Wow, this is great!" But the crazy part about it is when we were doing the song, now he was just on the hook. And he was singing it, and I'm taking his vocals, and he says, "Come on, Shaggy, produce me. Tell me how you want me to sing his reggae." I'm like, "19-time Grammy, 150 million records, asking me to tell him how to sing it. How nerve-wracking is that?" Uh, but it was so cool. It was so cool about doing. If I told him to do it a couple more times, he did it, and um, made it made me feel so comfortable. But we had a laugh. We had such a great rapport and, and vibe that, you know, a year after, we added some more verses to it. And from that, again, we just decided he, he wanted to do a reggae album. 
and asking if I would help to do it. So while I'm in the studio helping him with it, he, you know, we might be writing or doing whatever, and he's like, I'll do a verse. I'll do a verse. Next minute, I know I'm on like six songs. I'm like, Sting, you got to take me off this, man. I can't, you know, you can't have an album with me having six songs on it. And he's like, why not? I'm like, you got to take off some, like maybe one or two, maybe, but not six. He's like, but I like them all. And then it became, as this, let's do a record together, you know? <laughs> and so we ended up doing this record. And yeah. then it just snowballed into something exciting because the more we're working together, the more we started to have more laughs than actual records getting done. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it became funnier and we started hanging out and we started eating together and we started drinking. And then we found we have a lot in common. We're both Libras. Both of our are poison together, which is our drinks are monkey 47 with ting we both love it it's the same, and it's just out of out of nowhere we just found out there were things that he's a my wife does is in film his wife is in film it was these are the things that really connected and we just ended up having an amazing time together and then we said hey you know we're having so much fun in here making everybody in the studio laugh i think we should take this show on the road <laughs> and so we ended up doing 44876 and could you believe they gave us a grammy Amazing. Wilder things have happened, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Gary and Conquer, thank you so much for joining us on the You Interview podcast today. Uh, everyone go out and buy, download, or stream Banana today. Absolutely, man. It's our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Next time the Jamaicans in here, please have weed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, jerk chicken, you know, steamed fish, coconut, something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's like a dry studio. What's up here, man? <laughs> Your interview podcasts are hosted by Eric Mears and produced by Zoltan Lucas. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Thanks for tuning in.